I'm putting socks on for this. Good to know. I've got socks on. I put pants on also. You should. Yeah. It'll help with your circulation, which will help you uh, answer these questions. Mario time. This is episode 233 of Insert Credit, our video game talk show featuring a panel of experts who absolutely must answer whatever question I pose to them within six minutes or meet the reproach of a horrible buzzer. I'm Alex Jaffe, and the worst non-entertainment related job I ever had was cold calling prisons to see if they were interested in personal trainer certification courses for inmates. Wow. Terrible. None of them were. Uh, I'm Tim Rogers in the worst entertainment-related job I ever had. I, mean, I don't know. I worked at Target for like like eight years. I got paid like $7 an hour, and I paid for college with that, and I pushed carts in from the parking lot in the summer and the winter. I worked at Target for three months. I, I couldn't last. Oh, well, I guess you did better than me then. You got out. We'll find out who you are in a second. Yeah. Don't jump the gun. I'm Brandon Sheffield, and I can't really... I don't think that my non-entertainment jobs were all that bad, really. I mean, I don't think Target was horrible. It was just... uh... Hard to remember what... Like, I don't know. I guess the worst one was probably the construction job. The specific one where the foreman didn't like me. And uh, I'm sure I've told this story before, but kept asking me to alternately dig this hole deeper and then fill it back in and then dig it again. And then... (laughs) I had to dig it and fill it three times because he was like, oh, you know, now, now it's just a little too high. You di-. After we tamped it down with the tamper, he's like, oh, no, nope, no, nope, gotta dig this trench once one more time. So uh, that was probably, that was probably the worst. That sucks, dude. Also joining us this week is the tarnished Chris Graft, who currently has no credits or honor to his name. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I am tarnished. Uh, worst non-entertainment uh, related job was probably uh, when I was, was during summer classes uh, when I was in college. I was a telemarketer. Oh shoot! Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, uh, in, in um, Anderson, Indiana, just uh, just outside of Muncie, Indiana. Oh, Anderson, dude! <laughs> yeah, baby. Did you ever go to La Chariata <laughs> in Anderson? Um, no. I yeah. I, I'm so 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 disappointed. <laughs> what the heck? I didn't familiar myself with the local cuisine there. You didn't go to a del- Delicious, delicious restaurant in Anderson, Indiana while you worked I was, there. I was in and out. I was just like, I got to get back to, to, to Muncie because it's, it's I picked a God darn great restaurant that's open to, <laughs> that was open till 2 a.m. and existed during the entire window you could have possibly worked there Man. and you didn't go there. Yeah. My yeah. God. No, like... A- <laughs> I could name something else about Anderson, Indiana, though uh, th- my first one having failed so spectacularly. What's the point? Right? What's the point? I can't believe you didn't go to La Chariata. <laughs> it's an excuse to go back. La Chariata yeah. is what they all I'll, call it. I'll go it back. Fine. I'll, Anderson. I'll, I'll go back. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if it exists anymore, Jerry. Well, I'll, I'll ask around what about it. What were you it. telemarketing? Oh my gosh! Yeah, we were we were selling um, cellular phones for WorldCom, and oh, fun. you're just you're, you're oh, just calling yeah. people up and trying to, to like sell them a, a phone. It was. Like, Do you want a phone that's different than the one you're talking yeah. on right now? <laughs> yeah, and it it was just really demoralizing because people would rightfully, you know, say stuff like, uh, 
get a real job or like I hate you. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, People um, trying to be like Jerry Seinfeld in that episode of Seinfeld where he tells a telemarketer, why don't I call you back later and we can talk about it then? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you don't like dinner. people calling you at yeah. all. People trying to get all Bugs Bunny-esque. Why don't I call you at dinner and we continue with this conversation? Yeah. We call that duck seasoning. And, uh, so you had to deal with that. I had to deal with a different, identical, aged redneck every 20 minutes. Yeah. Asking me if anybody else had ever called it Tarjay. Oh, Okay. Yeah. I had to deal with that, okay? <laughs> oh, anybody, oh, you know, this, uh, this is, uh, do I have the right place? Uh, I'm supposed to be at a Tarjay? It's like, ah, oh, man. <laughs> uh, it's, it's fancy, I thought it would be some fancy French joint. Oh, that's a joke. I love this place. I'm here all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. Who do you think was the first person to say Tarjay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know who that was. Have, uh, have you ever accidentally yeah. worn... Um, I've done this before um, on accident, like worn, worn a, a red, red shirt. shirt to Target. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And then I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna tell you what. No. You know why? I have never, uh-huh. never, since the year 2001, I have never worn a red shirt. Mm-hmm. I no just, joke. Because of that Target experience. Because of all that time at Target, I cannot wear a red shirt. I had to zone, like, that's why I, I was just, I, you know, zoning, right? Yo, I know zoning, yeah, moving, you know, yeah, pulling stuff up. up to the front. Yeah. I love zoning. It's uh, it's useful, and it's a useful life experience. It's the same <laughs> it reason like... I don't own any blue or black pants. That was all I was allowed to wear in school. Uh-huh. Uh, or you could have just uh, said you worked at Best Buy, that's and true. it would have been the same thing. <laughs> Wait, I got I got to talk about shirts um, oh, let's hear for it. a second. Did I ever tell you all about how... Um, when I was working in construction, I wore my Rasputin staff shirts because those were the shirts that I had that I didn't care about mm-hmm. that I could get dirty. So I used to work at Rasputin Records. That's a record store that's out here. Record yes. store, tiny local chain. But then sometimes I would actually go to a Rasputin Records on my way home, like when when the traffic was bad or just when I felt like it, I would oh. I would go there. And then I would forget that I was wearing a Rasputin staff <laughs> shirt that covered with filth though it was people would still be like hey uh you know where the something is <laughs> and uh then i would just tell them where it was might as and well go about my business <laughs> yeah. might as well yeah they'd be like you can you recommend any uh something something for 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 my little nephew and i'd be like yeah maybe 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 he'd like this this piece of something, something. why not something, something. yeah that happens but the staff got real confused. Those are who who really got confused. The people actually working there. That the, then they would be like, "Hey, are you uh, you you working? Here? You stocking this right now?" I'm like, "No, I'm just wearing this shirt." Sorry. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I mean, that's that's a thing. That's a thing, man. There's a Seinfeld where that happens, where he's uh, Jerry is dressed up like somebody in the pharmacy. And then he gives yeah. somebody some bad medical some medicine. Advice. Yeah, yeah, for Elaine's and, and, boss, Mister yeah. Pitt. Yeah, Mister <laughs> Pitt. And then Mister Pitt uh, 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 fingers him as a conspirator uh, later in that episode, resulting in Elaine being fired shortly after she had just been told she was placed in Mister Pitt's will. Well, this isn't a Seinfeld recap podcast. This is a video game <laughs> podcast. That's right. That's well, let's right. do it. All right, let's do it. Our first question comes from last week's winner, Andres. Cole, who asks, 
This April in 2022, Konami released Crime Sight, directed by 428 Shibuya Scrambles' Jiro Ishii. Love that guy. The game is best described as a social deduction slash competitive murder mystery game where two or more players compete to try to stop or facilitate a murder. Playing it feels like if Cluedo and Among Us were in a relationship, and this was the result. Among Us? Unfortunately, it has released to no fanfare, and player counts on release are basically non-existent. Is this the final piece of evidence that Konami has fully ceased giving a damn about its game and developers? Oh. I would say yeah. I would say no, it could always get worse. I, I, it was I, classic, like, journalism-style question where, where, <laughs> where there's just, like, a, a whole paragraph, and then the, the question is, like, yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're, you're intended to discuss. I believe there have been... No, I know, um, but it's funny. I, I think, okay, so let's actually, uh, if we're going to say, uh, it, it, somebody says no, Jaffe, you said no, because it could always get worse. Yeah. Could always get worse. Though, do we accept that it's probably not going to get better? Like, that's the yeah. that's question number one. It's not going to get better, right? So when did it reach the point where, in hindsight, we can say it was definitively concludable that it was not going to get better? Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. MGS5 is an absolute one. Yeah. Um, I guess it's yeah. got, I guess MGS5 is it. The way they handled that whole thing. Yeah. PT, Silent Hills. You got Guillermo del Toro. You know, say what you will about the man's movies. I'd play a video game yeah. involving Guillermo del Toro. I actually like that guy's movies, whatever. I don't like Shape his movies. Shape of Water, a little, uh... little bit weird. Ah, they're cool, man. You ever see Crimson Peak, dude? Crimson Peak no. is yeah. good. <laughs> Do you see Crimson see Peak, I, KG? I saw, it the, I saw it in the theater. Yeah. It's a good movie, dude. Yeah, it was good. I remember being... It's a, uh... it's a good film. <laughs> What's that? It's like that a ghost, nightma- night, nightmare of... alley, dude. You telling me you don't want that guy making a video game at your video game company with Hideo Kojima? Uh, I want to make it right. Video game. Like yeah. I don't know. That's kind of a good sign. Did Konami make? They did an NFT thing. Uh, maybe that was yeah. The, uh, at which the Castlevania uh, NFT garbage. But is, is is the NFT thing more disappointing, for example, than them canceling this Silent Hills game and effectively? Uh, oh, pushing Silent, coach yeah, out of Silent the Hill is more that, that's it's more, a, more disappointing. Yeah. It's 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 <laughs> disappoint. It's befuddlingly disappointing that it happened mm-hmm. the way it did. Right? Yeah, I know. I was befuddled. I didn't. Yeah, I I do have PT still on my. Oh, I still got it. PlayStation Four. I got it on my PS4 Pro in my closet, which I can look I, at. I know right someone with a PT the... Cruiser also. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So Ooh, are, that's a car. Sweet. That yeah. is a car. Yeah. The little convertible thing. Very nice. As my buddy Chris <laughs> Ford says, so his, his mom was like, I asked her how she liked driving the PT Cruiser, and she's like, it's a car that really makes a statement, I think. Yeah. And uh, he was like, yeah, that statement is follow me home and murder my family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very I always thought that was really funny because it doesn't actually really make any sense to me. But um, no, I think I, I think there's about a hundred punchy statements that car makes. Uh, sure. You know, uh, this, uh, I don't know, the wood paneled ones, you ever see those? You know. Uh-huh. I, I saw oh, some yeah. modders were working on a uh, high definition remake of PT, but all I have is the PTSD. Oh, nice. very good. Um, well, nice. Oh. Very good. So I've gone on record as saying that I think this current Konami era is like the most interesting they've been since I don't know since their since their peak since the let's say the mid two thousands or whatever. It's in the mid two thousands, early two thousands. Okay. 
late nineties to to early two thousands. Probably. I've got some complex and fresh opinions about exactly when the heyday of Konami was. We could probably get into that some other time. Yeah, let's do it. We could have a best of Konami episode. I can ballpark Konami down to like a three year span. That was uh, the most interesting work uh, maybe anybody has ever done in video games. I think that this uh, this period where they're flopping out stuff that some of them seem to care about and others among them do not seem to care about and among which them? they are not promoting <laughs> is uh, I think it's quite interesting. It's definitely like it's interesting to be sure. And and some of those games are like I don't know. There's some real nonsense coming out. I I have been playing now. That I think about it. The Castlevania Advance Collection lately. That's oh. that's 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 nice. I that like doesn't it. count, but I, I have every Game Boy Advance game uh, ever <laughs> on my mister. And if I pick up this uh, Xbox One Elite controller right here, I can be playing them on my 77-inch TV. And uh, they're real good. And it's, it's better no than... Contra Rogue Core, that's for sure. Yeah, Contra Rogue Core is a weird one. That Castlevania one is a weird one. It's a weird one. So, I mean, 428 is a, a beautiful game. Has anybody here played that game? I played you that know, game. I, I, I intended to, and then I just didn't. Absolutely incredulous game. If you're uh, if you're missing out on anything like uh, vintage tune soft related stuff that's been translated recently ish and is you know purchasable on your yeah. Steam and whatnot, all of those games, uh, man, just a, a, a one game renaissance right there. I don't really I have I have a lot of stuff to say about it, but uh, let's not bother. Uh, let's not bother. Let's talk about Konami getting the getting the guy. To make an interesting thing that nobody cares about, Crime Site. I had I was only tangentially aware of Crime Site, though I guess it is cool. London, 2075, a time where serious crimes can be predicted thanks to an analytical program developed using data harvested online. The result: a 90% drop in such criminal activity across the globe. Until that is, the system predicts a crime that could irrevocably plunge the world into chaos. This alarming discovery leaves the system's architects little choice but to act. They pour their resources into developing an AI whose sole purpose is to investigate and prevent this apocalyptic crime. Minority Report. Okay, we are out yeah, of time, yeah, but Tim, Tom Cruise in it? Uh, Tim, before we go on, I want to guess your Konami window after going through their, uh, I don't know what the game equivalent of a filmography is. There's got to be a word for that. Let's hear it. Uh, is it 1995 to 1997? No. All right. Then we'll have to find out the truth at a later date. Guess again um, one month from now. <laughs> or, or, or yeah, I, I, get, I get one guess a month. I like this game. All right. My next question is mainly for Chris Craft, but I would invite Tim and Brandon to speculate as well. KG. What horrible thing did you do to get fired from game developer? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Famously fired. Yeah, I don't have I don't have an answer for that. I I I, I would love to talk about um, on record uh, the reasons uh, behind my departure, sudden um, ejection. No, um, I, Let, I, I did let's leave make voluntarily. It clear. He did not get fired. Yeah, I, I didn't. Really <laughs> he did get not fired. get fired. Yeah, yeah. I punched my boss, and uh, that no, didn't you, go you, over well. You were overheard in a KFC. Uh, you were caught on a hot mic saying. I just don't think developing video games is cool. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> turn uh, off someone, that mic someone, in the bathroom. <laughs> someone, someone TikToked it. They said, I think this is the EIC of GDDC. <laughs> and uh, it just went viral, yeah. mega viral it, among, yeah. among the tweens and 
the tweens was, and the zoomers. Then I was I was ousted for disparaging your yeah. your loyal fan base. Cancelled me publicly. Yeah, you. you I was avoiding that word yeah. on meticulous purpose. <laughs> Another victim uh, claimed by cancel culture. Cancel Chris, culture. I don't think game uh, development is cool crap. I just don't think developing video games is that cool. I don't know. <laughs> now, were you fired for for using the office printer to uh, smoke a brisket? <laughs> <laughs> is that why you're trying to cram a whole yeah, a yeah, whole yeah. globe of beef into the the ink cartridge oh. i mean it was it was actually a rack of spare ribs but ah, yeah and, uh, smoke uh, and it, it was good. a fax it was a fax machine but uh yeah oh, well, uh, you gotta do what you got when you gotta go you gotta go in yeah, your right. defense it wasn't making any faxes mm-hmm. what else were you yeah. supposed to do with they them? call mm-hmm. them spare ribs but i feel like the animals miss them yeah. Well, usually they're dead. Yeah. Uh, after they take the right, usually or don't yeah, they kill yeah. the, the animal first? Yes. Before they, yeah, think they take the it. ribs out. Yeah, that's. I mean, you it, ever you ever ideally, smoke a full cage? Um, you ever smoke a full cage, bro? Uh, yeah. <laughs> a full <laughs> rib cage. I mean, you know, like you ever... uh, Yeah, I have a lot of uh, thoughts about um, what it's like trying to run a media business right now. Uh, especially mm-hmm. a niche uh, one that's B2B. But I'm not going to get into all that necessarily. But it's hard and it makes people insane. Yeah, I mean, I had to get out of it. I had to I yeah. had to leave. I couldn't stay anymore. And uh, mm-hmm. you stayed for a full uh, 10 years after that. So, yeah. you know, it yeah. didn't, didn't get better in the interim. <laughs> At least you got rich though, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So I mean, you get out of there with the what? Do you, what's you worth? Nine, ten million? Yeah, I, it's 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 more pushing eleven now. Um, oh, yeah, that's, it's, it's well, really... with that with that with that golden parachute you got. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it's... what they always say about game journalism: make your first ten million, then get out. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> man, man. Somebody uh, hating on me in one of my YouTube comments, uh, I love this, by the way, was like, uh, how is this guy talking about wanting to buy a new computer like it's a big deal? I Googled him and his net worth is $5.6 million, <laughs> right? And I was like, what? And I was like, it was the, it was the greatest lol I got. Uh, from reading a YouTube comment, and I Googled it, and there is a website that does report my net worth at $5.6 million. <laughs> wow. Tim, just give me That's... one. Give me one of those. I don't think the musician Tim Rogers has $5.6 million. No, he's worth $11.4 million, because I I, I, I I saw both of us. You're going to Google it? <laughs> yeah, million. I have $11 million. You just said $11 million. Basically, I, what, what happened was, uh, in order for my net worth to be reported at $5.6 million, was I think the website took my Wikipedia entry and uh, my years active as a journalist, and then it took the Patreon number and multiplied it by all that time. Oh, wow. I think is how it, it came up with that number, which is hilarious, because mm-hmm. I never got paid uh, a god darn dollar for anything I wrote about video games. I'm going to put an asterisk on here uh, 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 until 2017, except I'm not finding my network Chris online. Yeah. Except from Chris Graft. At, uh, I, I found Chris Jenner's network. Well, that's probably uh, not bad. 
I'm going to paste my net worth here, but uh, give a guess as to what you think it is before. Oh, before is this your, your reported net worth? This is my reported. It's the top Google result. Oh, I love so, it. Uh, I love I'm going to say $10. <laughs> okay. All right. 45 Chris million. Gross, what do you think? Um, yeah, I'm going to say um, 800 bucks. Okay. What did you say, Tim? Uh, I'm going to say $2 million. You're you're the closest. Uh, I'm worth, <laughs> I'm worth thirty six point <laughs> seven million dollars <laughs> with a ninety nine percent confidence. Oh, that is <laughs> so good. Peopleai.com. <laughs> they got me all right. Uh, according to Wikipedia, Brandon Sheffield was born on August fifteenth, nineteen ninety. Yeah, they gave me nine more years of life, which is nice. God, uh, that rules, I was, dude. I was born in eighty one. Good for you. So, um, good for you. All right. That is they, so they absolutely really... wild. I love talking about. I love this this joke about net worth. People believe this though, right? <laughs> yeah. Like people like literally believe this. They, God, I like... want thirty six million dollars. <laughs> Brandon Sheffield, better known by the family name Brandon Sheffield, is a popular <laughs> yeah. journalist. <laughs> but it's like it's like even even if my my Patreon money had been multiplied by twelve by twenty, right? Uh, I, I still need money to eat and live and travel and work and buy equipment. It's not like the money's just all going into a, into a money bin. Right. These weird websites with these weird algorithms that are just making these 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 brain dead calculations, and then uh, people are just flat out believing it. We haven't learned that ninety nine percent of what you see on the the internet is is completely shrilly ridiculous. No, people believe it. People, yeah. people believe it, man. All right. $36.7 million. I got a video game question for you. Uh, which Let's hear it. non-playable characters deserve a promotion to playable characters? Mm. Oh, interesting. Mm. Interesting. Mm. All right. NPCs. NPCO. 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 Uh, not Cortana. Yeah. NPCO del Toro. I feel like somebody already wants to make some sort of a Cortana video game and they shouldn't bother doing it so not cortana see npc npc is too broad of a term now because npc just means any player that the character doesn't control mm -hmm. right right so it's yeah. uh uh so like cortana's an npc but she's like i i think she's she kind of she's a character yeah i guess she's kind of a character okay like the the guy that that stands at the front of the gate and is like, "Welcome to my to our count our town. Welcome to the village." Well, so I mean, there have been like level five had their little game about being a weapon yeah. shop owner, yeah, which is weird because it's just like making a whole game out of you know. One thing I increasingly learn is I play a whole lot more video games than I uh, dissect and analyze video games for a living all day every day. Is that uh, uh, Dragon Quest sure did a lot of stuff that uh, other games later got all the credit other games much later got all the credit for anyway there there's a there's a whole segment in dragon quest 4 yeah, where you're just the owner of a weapon shop the tornado segment um it's very papers please um it's uh it's you know a little bare bones but it's it's a, a whole segment that was god darn 1990 right mm -hmm. so uh that's cool from one thing uh that it's integrated into a bigger rpg is one thing so anyway there have been there has been a weapon shop game uh that level five did like a whole just a, a weapon shop i think i would love to see someone make a video game about the guy who says the name of the town i think that would be a real good the guy who's just standing in the front of the town in an rpg who tells you the name of the town just the story of a man who uh 
who names the town and is then paid a salary to name it to stand there and tell people what the name of the town to be, is to be that passionate about something so specific i mean that's just kind of like the the career dream also i know? think i think yeah. i know what it is the town was originally named one other thing and this guy yes. has taken it upon himself to create this publicity campaign uh to rename the town his preferred name and by telling mm-hmm. enough people what your wanted name of the town is people eventually come to know it as that town so uh it would probably turn into a tulip like game yeah at some point i imagine that would make sense or what about a game about the guy who uh the guy in the first weapon shop of every jrpg for the entirety of the 1990s who tells you that uh just buying a weapon isn't enough you have to equip it <laughs> well, there's 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 a guy in every jrpg town yeah who tells you mm-hmm. just buying a weapon not enough you've <laughs> got to make sure to equip it via the equipment menu like why is he so passionate about that that's that's what happens um to me when i He's go seen to, it happen too many times when i go to uh yeah yeah when i go to dick's sporting goods you know and i like buy a hockey stick and then i'm leaving and then uh someone at the door re- reminds me that i have to hold the hockey stick um, hold that in your hands swing it. To... Yeah, or else it'll be ineffective. Yeah. They say the OSHA regulations are written in blood, so <laughs> it's clearly a case of a lot of people having died not doing that. I like the the NPC. Like one of the ones I remember the most, um, like was in Elder Scrolls Oblivion, and I was just this is how I remember it. It was probably a little different than this, but I'm like walking through the woods, and then seemingly just out of nowhere. Some uh, some guy or gal so like freaking out because there's ghosts, <laughs> I'm ready for something there's good ghosts here. in the basement, um, yeah. and, and their house is on. It's like, can you go check that out? And then, uh, yeah, but I wonder what was up w- with that person. You don't, uh, you, yeah, I, I don't know. What, what what was it like living in a house uh, with ghosts in the basement? You just happened to find a, an adventurer out in the woods, um, and then. Uh, you're just waiting for an adventure to come along yeah. to help you. Yeah. Until then, you just got ghosts. I, yeah. <laughs> it's okay to have ghosts for a little while. There's the famous uh, NPC in Red Dead Redemption 2 who's like shoeing his horse in the woods. He's like putting new shoes on his horse and you walk up and talk to him and he goes, oh, I didn't see you there. And then the horse kicks him in the head and kills him. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do you guys know about this? I'm oh, sorry yeah. if I spoiled it. We've spoken about it on this show. Very good NPC. Now I've done I seen everything. Sorry if I sp- oh, yeah, there's, there's that happens a lot too. A lot of good NPCs in Red Dead Redemption 2 who could easily have their own video games or spinoffs. Yeah, I mean, I would love to play a game where, I, I mean, people talk about, like, playing in, in the city where Batman lives or whatever, and you're just the regular person, Batman comes mm-hmm. and goes. But I would like to have one uh, where you are the the NPCs in the Yakuza games, where you're just like, I've gotten myself into this predicament where I need to trade this plate for um, a hairpiece, but someone has made off with it. <laughs> yeah. You just play as those people who are who are. That's having... a great suggestion. Like the like, there's that. I, I think it was Yakuza Zero where somebody was trying to direct an obviously uh, thriller inspired music video, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That would that would be a good game on its own. If you played the game Judgment, you know yeah. they can just make a game about any character. I think yeah. that's the point. over there over there at that studio. And I've I've already talked about it a little bit, but the the Haruka section of Yakuza 5 really just 
proved to me that yes, you can make a big old open world game with main story stuff and side quests and uh, things to do around town that doesn't have any fighting in it whatsoever. Yeah. And it can still be fun. So like they should absolutely just do it, man. Just do it. Let's talk about negative status effects. Do they make a game more interesting okay. or are they just annoying? I think they're mostly annoying, but they can be good sometimes. A lot of times they're pretty annoying, yeah. yeah. I feel like uh, a lot of early RPG designers went hard on them in the 90s. And uh, I feel like Final Fantasy IV is a good example of a game that's just completely a mess with negative status effects. You can be turned into a frog. You can be made tiny. Uh <laughs> You can be poisoned. You can be poisoned with a different type of poison that's a little bit faster and worse. You can be poisoned with a, a different type of poison that's like really fast and horrible. There's the status effect where you'll die. When the timer counts down from five to zero, you get five actions before you die. Western RPGs do like all all that stuff all the time. Still like like particularly oh, yeah. uh, the Bethesda games like Fallout and, and Elder Scrolls, which they, they they are annoying. Like if if you if you drink a like a bottle of beer or something, uh, you'll get negative, but then it'll also balance out. You've got like more courage or something, whatever it is. I don't know. A lot of times, I don't even like notice any of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's the problem. It you you either wind up so much of the time. Like there are good ways to do it, but so much yeah. of the time, you either wind up with something that is merely annoying and a reason for an item to exist like an item that counters it so that you have to carry more stuff and buy more things and have more things to collect so you can have this anti whatever negative status effect yeah. vial on you and and then the other way it goes is that it winds up being a non-factor and you sort of ignore it like in in games where it makes one stat go down another stat go up it's like oh, i'll just walk it off or in like even in the yakuza games when you get drunk and it kind of negatively affects your status but you can just like ignore it until it goes so away it's and, and it, they're interesting if it's designed so that you're making some kind of intentional trade-off i think and i'm just thinking mm -hmm. of yeah I've, I've been playing a lot of loop hero again lately and um with, with, yeah with something like that it's like Oh, um, if I equip this item, like my uh, my attack speed is gonna go down, but I'm also gonna be able to uh, summon an extra skeleton. So then you, you switch them out because uh, it, it's a little bit different than negative status effects. Um, yeah, I think that game works because it's 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 like you're making a direct choice about what right. w in which area you want to try to deal damage. Are you going for damage per second, or are you going for like big hit? Uh, kind of, I mean, it's all damage per second. Yeah, that's that's just comes down to the realm of interesting choices at that point, where mm -hmm. it's just uh, you're just uh, weighing your pluses and minuses and pros and cons. I think uh, a lot of these. Uh, so I played Cyberpunk 2077. I played the heck out of that game, and I just never noticed any of the negative statuses. And there are so many items that fix negative statuses or grant uh, positive statuses, and I never used any of them. And uh, the game, you get over-encumbered with equipment all the time, but the all of the items pertaining to status is way zero because it... it and that illuminates... I hate over-encumberment. Yeah, man. And that illuminates <laughs> to me that there's... You can see the Band-Aids there. Yeah, so many things <laughs> about... And it's not just a Band-Aid on Cyberpunk 2077. I think yeah. it's an example of a lot of these Definitely. Western RPGs where it's... Uh, I mean, they're, they're made up... I mean... You know, no offense to the Elder Scrolls games. They're basically just a big ball of Katamari of Band-Aids 
past a certain point. It's just, it's all band-aids all the way down. A lot of times the designer takes a big swing and then it just ends up getting, uh, getting just kind of sanded down. Right. Yeah. So like a, a good example, I just, I just mentioned the game judgment earlier. Judgment, uh, your guy is a lawyer who is disgraced, uh, because of an incident, a, a guy, he gets off of, uh, a murder charge, uh, ends up committing a murder immediately after getting uh, free. He is a disgraced lawyer who becomes a private detective, and he is also a practitioner of drunken boxing, right? He fights in uh, a very heavily Chinese-influenced style, and when you drink alcohol in the game, you become more agile, and uh, your attacks deal more damage at the expense of, you know, you, you it's it, you're a little more bumbly and the camera's wobbly and such, right? And you get into more fights also. Yeah, and you get into annoying. more fights, which is a really cool aspect. Oh, yeah. But, but this actually just makes me, it's so well implemented that it makes me want more. Did this guy become an alcoholic after being disgraced as a lawyer? Why isn't that more uh, referenced in the plot, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Does, he have a, does he have a problem with, with the drinking? So it ends up... Uh, you know, you end up getting a well-implemented status effect, and it just kind of makes you uh, you want a little bit more out of the story. All right. And it is addressed a little bit. These games that are uh, all about really pure systems and choices where you pretty much know exactly what's going to happen are getting more popular now, I think. Oh, yeah. Like Loop Hero or uh, Vampire Survivors or whatever. I'm like playing that, too. <laughs> games where it's it's really just like, I understand what choice I'm making, mm -hmm. and it will affect things in this way and i guess the the critical point is that you then have to make the game actually show you that change so that you can feel it right. because the the game can say that the numbers are going up in this way or that but it doesn't actually it's not palpable in any way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay it's time for an improv zone uh, before the show uh -huh. i uh -huh. gave all three of you a link to the full message system from the video game elden ring and this is where that comes into play. Oh, Elden Ring. In this improv zone, the three of you are running against each other for public office and are about to have a debate. However, all three of you were electrocuted while playing Elden Ring last night, and now you can only talk okay. using the vocabulary of the game's message system. I'm going to ask you some standard debate questions, and you have to answer them the best you can in your limited ability. Okay. Oh I, don't, I don't know that this is going to be possible. <laughs> this is like, first of all, I haven't played Elden Ring, um, and I know that I I had a, uh, I was able to look at this thing, but like I gotta I gotta on the fly. Yeah, let's try it. Look at this chart, and Brandon. Let me just tell you, in Elden Ring, you might walk to the end of a corridor where there is a ladder, just a yeah. very narrow corridor flanked by a few scant torches and in the dimness at the end of the hall you you see a ladder you walk to the ladder the ladder goes up there's a message on the ground in front of the ladder Ugh. you read it and it says could this be uh up <laughs> so that's that's the level it's on it's pretty good okay it's very like, funny I, I was following this little trail of messages and then it was like, keep going. It's like, next, next. And then I stand at the edge of a cliff. And then it just said something like, uh, like, good job or something. And then like a huge, like, like metal ball just comes from behind me and just kills me. Yeah. So, That's yeah, the people worst. Use it That's as, hilarious. Like, I, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, I've, I've got it. I've got to record it somewhere. Yeah. But first, I'd like to hear your opening statements. 
Oh, gosh. Uh, my opening statement. Uh, liar ahead. <laughs> Try jumping. <laughs> uh, liar ahead is what I would say of my opponents. <laughs> and I would also say to Brandon Sheffield, uh, be wary of sniper. <laughs> okay. Well, I will say, because uh, I'm, well, okay, yeah, I'm a politician here, so I'm going to say, <clears throat> uh, first off, healing. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Very yeah. nice. Uh, Chris Graft, what do you have to say? Try jumping? Yeah, try jumping. I like that. First off, sniper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's my opening line. First off, sniper. Wait, wait. First off, healing. Try high road. Aww. Oh, no. Oh, wow. First off, well, sniper. Let's see how that goes. Uh, Still no healing. <laughs> That's mine. Here's my first question for you. What will you do to support a vibrant economy in our area? Oh, <laughs> visions of fat coin purse. <laughs> uh, very good. That's all you need to know. I have time for treasure chest. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Chris Craft? Um, out of stamina. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Okay, here's our next one. Please explain why you do or do not think it is important to reduce the role of money in elections. Oh. Praise the lovable sort. Yeah, that's uh, that's that would be ideal, wouldn't it? Yeah. Behold necessary item. Behold precious item. Didn't expect laggardly sort. <laughs> you know, that's a good point, Chris. Uh, behold, laggardly sort. <laughs> I'm pointing at my opponents when I say that. I'm just gesticulating wildly. Offer beating to a pulp. Nice. Uh, behold, laggardly sort. In light of escalating <laughs> threats, what measures do you support to address our national security? Uh, let there be sniper. <laughs> let there be archer. Let there be monster. Why is it always attacking? <laughs> some strong arguments from all of you. And now uh, we have to wrap up. So I'd like to hear some closing statements to really drive your platform home. <laughs> Time for jumping off. <laughs> if only I had an ill omened creature. <laughs> Beware of rum. I did it. You did it. Very good. We all did Wait, uh, my final comment is, uh, uh, could this be a dog? That's the most common uh, Elden Ring joke. Yeah, that's what you really got to do to court the popular vote. Um, Let's hear on forums.insertcredit.com who you thought made (laughs) the best argument. Uh, We'll be right back after a quick break. First off, Sniper. Why is it always fingers? If I, if I knew these a little better, I could have could have could have had a little more fun. Yeah, with we we might but, do uh, it again in the future. The message system in Elden Ring is quite fun. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's 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 fun in all those games, but it's it's, it's especially kind of fun because Elden Ring's got the millions and millions and millions of players. So yeah. there's like even more of them. You're you're guaranteed to see a bunch of real fun ones. I could have used the word dastard. I should have said try two hands. All right, welcome back to Insert Credit. It's time to take a question from the dirt bag. DB! You can submit a question in this fashion by going to patreon.com slash insert credit, throwing us at least three bucks a month, but we'll leave that uh, particular 
level of generosity up to you. Uh, but uh, when you do that, you get access to a form that allows you to submit questions of your own. You also get periodic bonus episodes every month and some other cool things once in a while. We like to keep you surprised. Our question this week comes from Gaga Geens, who asks, Epic has introduced a mode in Fortnite which removes building, mm-hmm. which has apparently been received quite positively. First of all, what the heck? <laughs> Isn't that the point of Fortnite? Is it just called Night now? Second of all, my actual question, what are some other games that would be improved by the removal of their killer feature and why? Oh, man. Okay, so I have a whole lot uh, of thoughts about the building in Fortnite. The building in Fortnite was intended for a mode of game similar to the games like Orcs Must Die. Uh, Recently, there was a game announced uh, that I saw on Twitter called Sentry. Everybody look into Sentry. Real good game. Looks like it scratches the itch. Uh... The uh, tower defense meets uh, uh, rock-solid, old-school-style FPS that Fortnite originally was was supposed to be. It was supposed to fill that particular niche. You build stuff, and then you defend the stuff. It's a Gears of War horde mode with a preparation phase. It was a nice, beautiful, little, simple game design, and the mode that it launched with was quite nice uh, and quite interesting. It even had resource gathering and stuff. Then they shoehorned in Battle Royale, called it Fortnite Battle Royale. Then they eventually removed the phrase Battle Royale from the title Fortnite Battle Royale, and it just became Fortnite. And now it is just night. The building always felt like a weird appendix, a vestigial feature, and people got good at it. People used it to their advantage. You would see viral video clips on Twitter showing people with virtuoso building skills, building whole massive Eiffel Tower tall hobo shanties around themselves and uh, less time than it takes their opponent to fire a shotgun twice. Like people have these uh, these keyboard fingers going absolutely noodle wild. However, it always was a pretty stupid feature. And the, the shooting in the game is really good, man. The shooting, moving, jumping, the level design geometry, it's all god darn top of the class stuff. Game looks like a god darn, like a burning man for less cool people, right? Uh, the costumes look like Halloween store dumpster diving results, as I believe I've called it. There's a lot of nonsense that is repugnant visually and... Uh, artistically about Fortnite, but the shooting stuff is rock solid so you take the god darn building out of it and i think you got yourself a pretty god darn good video game if a bit philosophically conflicted and uh that's that's all i have to say thank you and so what are we removing from other games now is the yeah, question I, I guess take rolling out of elden ring no no that'd be no take the take the ability to call donkeys dogs out of elden ring that wouldn't make it better uh, that would well, no, I know that that would make it uh, much worse is why I'm saying it's difficult to answer this question. You ever call a donkey a dog in Elden Ring and then get it appraised positively? It's a beautiful feeling. <laughs> it was the first message I ever left in Elden Ring. I don't think I've ever left a message. Oh, it's fun. Give it a shot. There's an item that does it. It's just it's impossible to yeah. tell which item it is. Yeah, it's the finger thingy. Uh, yeah, it's the somebody's wise and curled taken, finger. I, yeah, I haven't taken. I, I've appraised. Oh, and the message uh, leavers probably appreciate it greatly. So yeah. Oh, uh, here's here's one. Take out the the combat from Death Stranding. Oh. Is my opinion, and and just have it be weirdo delivery man, and just get the the combat <clears> out of there. And then I think it's I better. Mean, uh, you can, though. You just uh, look at the map and the weather charts, and you just avoid the place where there's going to be the 
the except stuff for then... if you uh, stop playing it right when they introduce the combat because it's very annoying and they force you into it during oh that time. yeah well they force you into it to uh, indicate the stakes i suppose uh, and then afterward you can uh, i mean you can end up taking like four hours to do a mission that uh combat would would you know just engaging in some combat would have it over with in like 30 minutes remove the combat from x seems like a rich vein for this idea there's got to be a game where that fits i I still think it would be better i never got to the combat part of (laughs) well it's really bad (laughs) well yeah it it takes it takes a little while yeah, I just, I just, dis- I cannot connect with that game. Death Stranding is a hyper interesting game. Uh, the combat is great when it opens up. I disagree. Uh, wait, wh- how okay. far did you get in it? Did you no, beat it? Sorry, I, I, I missed the second half of your. I, I spoke before the second half of your sentence because I uh, did not get to it opening up. Oh, the combat. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when the combat opens up and you can build guns and trucks and there's all these weird roving bands of like package snatching thieves who worship uh, who worship delivery services as some sort of religious cult out there. And you got to deal with those people trying to steal your packages and there's little camps to raid and it becomes a weird, really weird Metal Gear Solid 5 kind of feeling. Uh, It's it's pretty good. It sounds like what I don't want from that Uh, game, but. Well, I mean, but again, it's all 100% avoidable. You just don't uh, don't deal with those people. You don't have to go there. Man, yeah. you'd really love the end game where once you beat it, you're just you just are a delivery man. Yes, I probably it's would. It's like why not enjoy doing some deliveries and uh, building some roads and building some structures to help Yeah, people. just do that one. Just give me that one. I th- I think um there are a lot of games that would be improved for me by the removal of their stealth aspects. Um Well, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. So when when people like uh, Brandon Sheffield blanket dismiss stealth aspects in video games, I feel like they have been pre-goblinized by awful stealth, which is extremely prevalent. There are way too many games, and there are way too many video games released around the time of Metal Gear Solid 1 that thought, not fighting dudes we can give that a shot and there's like a mandatory stealth nut kick kneecap simultaneous uh attack that happens like an hour into the game with instant failure states and such zelda ocarina of time has a mandatory stealth segment yeah like when you want to when you have to go visit princess zelda at the beginning of the game you have to like avoid these stupid guards who if they and it's like so hard because the geometry is so poorly defined the collision is all weird it's this awful pre-rendered camera angle a holdover from when the ga- they didn't know the game was going to be full 3d uh, bad stealth i would say the worst stealth in in video games is when it's one level like a specific level yeah i mean it winds up getting into escort mission territory where it's just like we need something else to do here so let's uh have heart to yeah. put this in but i mean I, I believe that it's possible that there's good stealth stuff out there but i think a lot of games would benefit from it from all right there's good there's good there's good stuff like uh like arcane dishonored is good stuff yeah is that what you're gonna say we're getting into a different topic here yeah 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 like you can't take no stealth out of dishonored that that stealth rules you don't have to use it right uh i mean it's it's purely optional but it's just beautiful Mm -hmm. when it's in there i wouldn't want to take parkour out of assassin's creed i wouldn't want to take stealth out of dishonored I wouldn't want to take 
stealth out of Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed has great stealth because it's kindergarten. It's just like these guys are so stupid. Yeah. And you're just running up behind them and, and you just have infinite one-hit kills that you can just you just you know, catch anyone slightly unawares and knife in the ear. You know, I'm I'm betting as as far as like taking out certain aspects of a, like a feature of a game uh, to make it better. There's got to be some games with time where time a time limit if that was taken out <laughs> and you could just goof off for an, an inordinate amount of time. Uh, I mean, like there's that? plenty like that. Time yeah. limits are pretty weak in games in Speaking general. Speaking of time limits, our time limit on this question is long over. <laughs> oh, this Gun is a good it. one, though. Uh, this is a good one. <laughs> We're, I'm about to issue you into an even better one because, Chris Craft, oh, I'm it. so glad you're here because it's time for uh, our eighth trip this season to Violence Island. This is the segment oh. where listeners on forums.insertcredit.com can suggest matchups between video game and video game adjacent figures, where and we subsequently determine which of them would win in a fight against each other. We pair the winners off against those winners until we're left with one champion at the end of the bracket who is then banned from competition in the island forever. We'll find out. Forever. Our first match this session is... Parappa the Rapper versus mm-hmm. 50 Cent of 50 Cent Blood on the Sand. <laughs> well, there's kind of no uh, context. No contest there. Parappa does not have a gun. He knows karate. Parappa's funny. Yeah, he does. You know, I'm going to go ahead and admit it. I, I hate to do this, uh, but uh, that little boy dog is not very good at karate. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. all in the mind. He, he does the... I mean, what does he learn it from an onion? What do onions know about karate? Learn karate anyway? from an onion. First of all, dogs will die if they eat a tiny piece of an onion, right? Yeah. That's literally true. Uh, grapes as well. It's two weird things, two weird tricks. To... It depends on the size of the dog. but Yeah, well, my, my, dog, my dog would eat like a little dice, like a little piece of onion that falls off of a Taco Bell bean burrito. That would kill him. Uh, my dog no. just ate a uh, t- two-inch square piece of dark chocolate off the table oh, no. that I shouldn't have left there. Uh, that's that's better than the, than the real oh, chocolate. Man, that, that's that's nothing. He, I, he he was fine, but he was pretty buzzy. My miniature <laughs> miniature schnauzer ate an entire like full tin of Christmas fudge, uh, chocolate fudge, <laughs> and uh, oh yeah, he just we we didn't we didn't realize it until he threw it all up. Um, there you go. Dogs have good vomit mechanisms, yeah, dude. So yep. it's, yeah, he, it is he, an he, evolutionary he, advantage of a dog. He was fine and uh, lived to sixteen years old. Uh, but yeah, that's the most. That's that's a lot of chocolate. My mom's dog ate a whole bag of chocolate-covered espresso beans, like the size of a coffee bag. Mm. Oh shoot! But then she also ate an entire bottle of Tums, including the label. Oh, shoot! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> That's just a, what kind of dog is that? This is a border collie Saluki mix. Oh, those are beautiful yeah. dogs. It's a goat. Beautiful dogs. Well, I think Fifty Cent is smart enough to avoid eating anything that would kill him. This is what this is what I would say if I can if I can yeah in in Parappa's defense like sure I think he's a good boy. Fifty's got uh you know the gun and stuff, but all all Parappa the rapper has to do is turn sideways, and he's a really small target. That's true. That's true. He's he's a thin. Yeah. He's a skinny dog. He's a skinny puppy. Is he going to like? I mean, if he was gonna, you know, beat 
uh, beat the heck with uh, using karate out of fit. Like maybe he doesn't need to do that. He can like wrap. He's made of paper. He can roll roll him up. You know, mm. but the, here's the problem. Uh, Fifty Cent will roll roll him up and smoke him. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, Fifty wins. Fifty wins. You know that, that logic holds. Rapper was a good boy, but now he's he's, uh, he's a good boy in the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> Our next match is Mario versus Majima. Whoa, Mario is here. Yeah, it's Mario time. Well, one of them is voiced by Chris Pratt, uh, and the other one is voiced by uh, Mark Hamill. So say what you will of that. Do you yeah. all not play I Yakuza mean, on the original PlayStation 2? I, I knew that he was voiced by Mark Hamill, but I did Let's not see, actually... An incredible performance. I, sh- I should listen to it, because uh, I'm imagining the Joker now. It's Majima. People kind of... love making fun of the dub of that first Yakuza game, uh, but it's actually real good. I know it has a well, lot of the F word in it, but uh, yes. you must understand how template all uh, Yakuza slang is. It is very repetitive, dude. Very repetitive. Yeah. But it was pretty funny to hear uh, hear our, a supercut of it. Our buddy Chris Woodard. Well, I just heard him describing it to me. Yeah. And, uh, and it was just like a cavalcade of the same swear word over and over. Which, yeah, which, love it. Um, but he he was talking about it in a positive light, as in that added to the uh, ridiculousness of it. So. Yeah. Would Mario be able to survive hearing a swear word? Hearing Mark <laughs> Hamill say the f word. <laughs> uh, that might kill him. He would probably shrivel up. Yeah. But he I mean, would, he, at the at the same time, Mario is like <laughs> gleefully burning people alive in lava, and like he's got all these kinds of suits and stuff. I know you can't kill Majima, even though they're every single edition of Yakuza. They're like, he's dead. You, I'm sorry to tell you, Majima's <laughs> dead. And everyone takes it so seriously. Every every time, like every freaking time, it it's so like, much. okay, is is Majima dead this time? Has Haruka been kidnapped this time? It's like. The answer is always if yes. You, like, if, you, if, if you were a writer, would you ever kill off Majima? I mean, come on. Yeah. Like that's the real. That's we're 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 approaching this exercise from a from a, a fiction writer's perspective. Whereas death happens to Mario all yeah. the time, falling down bottomless pits. Yeah. Ma- Majima can't die. Yeah, I liked how in um, in Yakuza Five because it it had become so ridiculous for Kiryu to believe that Majima was dead anymore. They had it be. Um, the other guy, the big guy who who does the, the big attacks, the whose head is shaved. Tight, ty, well, I forget what his name is actually. Um, uh, Bubby Big Boy. I don't know. Whatever the whoever the big guy is, um, they had they had him believe that Majima was dead, so that we could have somebody incredibly <laughs> believe that he had died. There's there's a anyway, sucker born every minute, but uh, eventually, it, it's a, yeah. It's a it's a tough one because I think like Mario's got all those suits. He's yeah. got all kinds of different things, and, and Majima, but Majima can't die. But can Mario die either, really? Um, really? I, I don't know. This is a hard one for me. Mario's got all them extra all them extra lives. He basically invented the idea of getting, well, he didn't invent the idea of getting extra lives, so he might as well have. I mean, yeah. uh, Mar- Mario surely could take a baseball bat to the head. Uh, yeah, but he would shrink. And then he would die. He can only take two hits. Mario can only take two hits. Majima God, can just kind of punch. Majima can and will and does just punch dudes for about forty-five yeah, if minutes. If he punches Mario twice, yeah. it's uh, over. While you're just checking your email, and he does do a lot of slicing with his little yeah. bouquet uh, or whatever. I think, I, th- I think Majima. Yeah, I think yeah, it's Majima. Yeah, it's not yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean Majima has a he has a bad depth perception, but Mario is mostly known for his two D his two D games anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. That's fair. It kind of yeah. evens out in the end. 
<laughs> the depth perception is a kind of consideration. I forgot to bring yeah. that up. <laughs> Our next match is Lester the Unlikely versus Leisure Suit Larry. Oh, no. That's the ultimate matchup. Lester the Unlikely versus Leisure Suit Larry. Lord, man. Um, well, they're, they're both uh, they're losers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I mean, nobody can actually win this fight. It's the I fun part. I feel like Leisure Suit Larry is... Um, more of a scumbag and so yeah. he's more like he's more likely to kick Lester the unlikely in mm-hmm. nuts. I was gonna say he's he's leisure suit Larry's more likely to have a switchblade in his pocket that he never told the game designers about, yeah. if you know Whereas what I mean. Whereas Lester is unlikely to have that. Lester, yeah. yeah, that's that was where I was going. Yeah. I was trying to use the word likely. That's pretty good. <laughs> pretty right? good. Thank you for leading and, me there. And then Lester Lester is unlikely to have anything. Yeah. <laughs> I've played Lester the Unlikely and let me tell you, not a good game at all. Lester the unlikable. The Lester the unlikely is dead. Oh, he got he got slashed. I, I okay, think he's I think in the permanently deceased. Leisure, Leisure Suit Larry is a uh, he's a, he's a Mario sized individual in real life, right? Like uh, talking <laughs> yeah. like a New Donk City uh, human. Yeah. Like as Mario is to a New Donk City human, that's Leisure Suit Larry to Lester yeah. the unlikely, right? Yeah. He's a little guy. He's a basically a Sanrio character uh, coexisting amongst uh, humanity. So he's gonna slash him right. You know the femoral artery, and that's uh, you open that up, and a man's dead in seconds. Right? Leisure suit Larry might also be completely just riddled with sexually transmitted diseases. True. uh, Syphilis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say Let's say syphilis. He canonically has syphilis, and he's he's blind in one eye, just like like Majin. He doesn't wear an eye patch. Yeah. Yeah, so the depth perception battle is going to yeah, come he up. He might but... fight in the finals for all we know. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, and then yeah. like you know he's like in the late stages of uh, like he he has advanced stage syphilis, tertiary syphilis. Yes. Yeah, you know, like all just moving like a you know he's really stiff and moving like a robot. Um, kind of he's confused. Does have a switchblade. Yeah, yeah. It squirreled away in his in his polyester pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you get enough STDs, they make you stronger. They start to take over your functionality and uh, like parasite. Yeah, they, um, it's like the T right. virus. It's a real, it's a real shame that Lester the Unlikely is dead because I would have liked to see him go up against Cheap Poke Ralph. Too bad uh, from Cheap Poke Ralph. Yeah. No, die. Lester can. the Unlikely has joined Untitled Goose in the Violence Island graveyard. Uh, it's time <laughs> for our next match. He's deep, deep underground. Colonel Vulcan versus Pikachu. Oh. I don't remember who Colonel Volgan is. Oh, it's because you don't like stealth games, dude. Yeah, he's from uh, Metal Gear Solid Three. You don't you don't know oh, about okay. the Shago Hod? Uh, yeah, I don't play those. Yeah, those games are good, versus, dude. Versus who? Detective Pikachu? No, just the regular just Pikachu. 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 I think like Ash's Pikachu. Ash is the Hey You Pikachu. Pikachu. Hey me Pikachu. Well, I mean Colonel Volgan. I don't know, man. Colonel Volgan sounds like he's probably got some guns and whatnot. He's got, he's got a million okay. billion guns, dude. Also known as Man on Fire. Yeah. And Pikachu, he's only got he or she or it. Um, I don't know if po- po- does Pikachu have a gender. Pikachu's a boy. Pikachu's There's, a boy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Ash's Pikachu's a boy. Pikachu's can be boys or girls. You can identify the sex of a Pikachu by the shape of its tail. Oh yeah, that's right. If the, sh- the if have the, yeah, like a lady Pikachu stupid. has a heart-shaped tail. Yeah, of course. That's stupid. It. It's got to be Volgan. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, Pikachu can do some stuff, but 
Vulgan's I'm looking. I'm looking at this uh, render of Vulgan right Pikachu's now. Pikachu's just and a rat. He's, he's holding a missile launcher, like a mm-hmm. like like you might hold a, a Dyson vacuum, and he's pointing it. Yeah, but Pikachu, he's got agility. He's got quick attack. Casually. Yeah. Right. Uh, but Colonel yeah. Vulgan casually brandishes mass destructive armaments. <laughs> uh, uh, as one he, might a regular uh, uh, giftable uh, holiday giftable appliance, right? Yeah. Like a Dyson. Uh, yeah. Those that? make great gifts. Uh, he's he's just got like bullets between his. He's making a fist, and he's got bullets in between each each knuckle there. Uh, badass. I think Pikachu could dodge a rocket launcher pretty easily. Yelling Pika yeah. as as he does Including so. Including the blast of the rocket. Yeah, sure. Yeah, there's going to be splash damage. Have you ever seen? How big the blast of a rocket is? I, I don't. I don't think so. Also, uh, I'm. I'm just looking at pictures, and it looks like this Vulcan fella can electrocute people. That's yeah, true. He so has like, an electric what's, car. What's electricity gonna do to Vulcan from Pikachu? Probably not very much. Whereas bullets could yeah. still affect. Pikachu. Ineffective. It would be very ineffective. Yeah, yeah bullets could. Vulcan also has all sorts of weapons, and Pokemon. Pokemon who aren't like of the Mewtwo variety, who are not of like the creepy the creepy variety that's like what is this supposed to be uh, like giant legendary sort of like Ultraman sized Pokemon like those ones I don't really what is that going to do against a human really like one of those sheep Pokemon what's that going to do right just kick that thing in the head a couple times you know I mean even like a even a casual <laughs> grandma could probably end that thing just get a hammer alright I guess Vulcan goes on to the semifinals <laughs> Uh, or, uh, get a uh, hammer right, out of the pantry. Moving back to the start, we got 50 Cent versus Majima. Oh. That's Majima, dude. I think they'd just hang out. I think they'd be friends. I think they. I think you're right. Draw. Majima wouldn't smoke weed, though, because he would get arrested and go to jail for life. That's right. Uh, also, Majima has been shot a lot of times and lived. Yeah, well, 50 yeah. Cent's whole thing yeah. is that he was has shot also nine been times. Been shot Nine yeah. times, dude. That's it's true, but how many times has he been stabbed and slashed? There's a there's a fifty cent uh, uh, popularly uh, once intoned that he would get rich or die trying, and he almost did die trying, and then he did get rich. That's the story. Can Majima claim that? There was that time when uh, fifty cent forgot that he had some Bitcoin. He didn't have 50, 50 bitcoins worth, and then and then he had like five million dollars worth of bitcoin. He's <laughs> That's like, huh? Pretty funny. <laughs> did he did he literally have like? Can you imagine if he had half of one bitcoin? How much yeah. is that worth right now? Eight thousand dollars, something like that. I don't know. He he had a lot. He had like. How much is several... Majima's, Majima's net worth? It's a battle of net worth. Yeah. Wow. One one bitcoin is thirty nine thousand eight hundred twenty eight point nine dollars. Dang. So if 50 Cent had half a Bitcoin, he'd have almost $20,000. Good for that's him. Right. Hmm. Yeah. How much Bitcoin does Majima have? Yeah, how much? that's the question. Yeah. Whoever yeah. has more Bitcoin is the winner. <laughs> yeah. I think 50 he Cent wins. He seems like he could be into crypto. He, he, would, he wouldn't be proud of it, but he... Dude, crypto was... Yeah, he would be in there. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a scam, and he's a Yakuza, so of course he'd be Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, he would have a whole... He would have bought a whole Bitcoin, like, for breakfast one day. Yeah. When his buddy was telling him about it, he was like, oh, "I'll get one." He probably bought one around Yakuza Five in like 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he probably had one. He probably bought a whole one. Yeah, and then he he's like, "Oh, how much is one? Six dollars?" Right. Return on investment. We don't know oh, how like much Fifty Bitcoin. Cent paid for his Bitcoin. Right. Yeah, I think we're. Uh, yeah, God, yeah. I think we got to give it to Machima then. Uh, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Our next match is Leisure Suit Larry versus Colonel Volk. Oh, I mean, Leisure Suit Larry, uh, right before the right before the fight starts, he, he succumbs to syphilis. <laughs> and he, jo- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just goes into his, his syphilis. His spine seizes up, and he just <laughs> he just falls over like yeah. a bowling pin. <laughs> he goes, he goes, oh, wubble, wubble, wubble. <laughs> I don't even know what Leisure Suit Larry's voice sounds like. Oh, that's pretty like. accurate. He goes, hubula, hubula, and then he's dead. And then is that it? And then that's it. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. Yes. I, I would think that Vol- Volgan would uh, electrocute him, electroshock him back to life, and then shoot. Oh, <laughs> uh, syphilitic, uh, syphilitic electrocution revival. Yeah. 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 I've heard they do that. That's how they yeah. get you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He would shoot him it's in the head just to make bill. sure the kill is confirmed afterward. So that yeah. brings us to our final, which is Majima versus Vulcan. Ah, uh, shoot. Majima is, uh, tragically uh, uh, dodges a rocket and falls off of a cliff. And then <laughs> the, uh, Vulcan looks down and we can't find his body. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Majima yeah. loses. Majima but... is, he's, he's <laughs> assu- he, he loses, but you don't see All the right. body. Yeah, he, he's assumed He's dead. assumed Which dead. means Volga yeah. goes on to be the eighth contestant on our shadow band list. Oh. Uh, you know, it's interesting how... Majima might be Laggardly bad. sort. It's kind of interesting. I didn't expect laggardly sort. <laughs> how we usually have eight contestants to make one of these Violence Islands, and now we have eight contestants who have been banned from mm-hmm. Violence Island. I wonder if that's going to yeah, lead to I think anything. I see where that's going. Uh, but, uh, oh, I just I just wanted to say that uh, when Volgan and yeah. Majima fight, it happens to be Friday night, <laughs> and Majima is dancing. <laughs> and that's why he doesn't notice. <laughs> like in the meme! Like in the meme! <laughs> like in the meme. And then he's dancing, and then the rocket is about to hit him, <laughs> and he does a quick swerve, and then uh, just basically dolphin banana flops off the side <laughs> of the cliff, and then there's no, there's no splash is heard. I want to emphasize that no, no splash, splash is heard. Yeah, the, yeah, the rocket explodes, the smoke clears. But what happened? He's just, yeah, he's just. <laughs> he's, <all right. laughs> Who knows We're running low on time, so I want to go right into our lightning round. Our lightning round is called This or That. Okay. I'm going to roll two random games from Moby Games, and you're going to tell me which game you'd rather play. That's it. That's the whole game. Oh, excellent work. Excellent work. I can do this. Uh, would you rather play Mega Man 2, the Tiger Electronics handheld, or Keith Van Eren's Pro Soccer for the Atari ST? Shoot, that is a real kind of brick pile of a question there. I think short-term Mega Man, long-term the soccer game. Soccer game, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd go for soccer as a classic think, video game design, it's man. It's like soccer wins. All right. Chris yeah. Craft, what do you think? No stealth in soccer. No stealth I, in I, soccer. I, I, dude. Yeah, I said the soccer. All right, the soccer. Soccer all around. Yeah. Anonymous for the Commodore sixty four or Curse You Red Baron for Windows. Curse You Red Baron. <laughs> Curse You Red Baron for Windows, Red Baron dude. For sure, yeah. Why is that? The Red Baron is an interesting character. He's a, a a guy who flies a biplane and eats a lot of a uh, pizza. That's <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a guy I would I would play right. that game, dude. Right? Yeah. He makes he makes delicious frozen pizzas, and he doesn't ask people what they want on their tombstones before he makes them. He just makes the pizza. Would you rather play? That's pretty good. Would you rather play Blood Drive for the PlayStation Three 
or Plants vs. Zombies 2, it's about time for the iPhone. Of Plants vs. Zombies, yeah. Yeah, PVZ is a decent game. Mm -hmm. uh, a workmanlike, a craftsman tool of a video game, I'd say. Yeah, I mean that that's that's a it's, that's before they went into the FPS. So yeah, yeah, that's one of the yeah, regular, regular ones. ones. Yeah, mm -hmm. Plants vs. Zombies for sure. Uh, our next one, Heck Harvest yeah. Time for the Game Boy Advance, or Gemino's Animal Pop Stars for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, what? Wait, what was the first one? <laughs> Harvest Time. Harvest Time. Harvest so Time. Is it a game where you're just like the Grim Reaper with a scythe and you're just like, oh, yeah. like harvesting blood wheat uh, in the fields of heck? Is that it? That's gotta if be. If that's it, that. I'm going with harvest time. Yeah. Is it like body Har harvest? Is it like blast core? It's gotta be. What's it? Uh, I'm, I'm reading the description. As Ipom, a monkey with a hand for a tail, you no. collect ripe fruits as they fall from trees. A hand for a tail? So it's like body horror. Yeah. Man, that's pretty creepy, dude. I kind of like that. Uh, yeah. I think Ipom is a Pokemon. What was the other one? Uh, Geminos Animal Pop Stars. Geminos? Yeah. I think it's pronounced Anonymous. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look at Geminos. Yeah. <laughs> what do any of these words mean? Uh, Geminos Animal Pop Stars. Oh, this looks like Geminos is some sort of it's some sort of a property. Possibly. Somebody, somebody branded it. Dude, actually, this Geminos Animal Pop Stars. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at this right now. It's it's like a. I don't know. I'm I'm seeing all kinds of weird mini games. Like you're training all these animal pop stars and, and some doing food. mini games, uh, like um, rhythm games, and then you also yeah do cooking. This game's creepy as heck, dude. You like set up set up their room and stuff, but it has this kind of like um, I don't know brat doll aesthetic to it. I kind of I'm, I'm into it. I'm going I'm going with Geminos. I'm I'm not going with Geminos because it's published by Majesco, uh, who are the reason that I spent nine years paying my income taxes uh, back taxes. Oh, Majesco. So I can't do it. Fair enough. It. Chris Craft. Um, they kicked me in the balls. No, I, I'm I'm sticking I'm sticking with uh, harvest harvest time. Yeah, I don't even I don't even know what harvest time is, and I don't care. I'm the lone holdout for. Geminos. I, I don't know. Like a good, Geminos is like a like uh, that. It's true. It's like kind of like a brats. I mean, it's like aggressive. The aesthetic is aggressive. It's uh, yeah. it's threatening to me. Yeah. It's it's a little Lisa Frank, a little Claire's boutique. Yeah. Those furry dolls that have like giant giant eyeballs. You know what I'm talking about? Like this, it's a laggard, it, yeah. It's laggardly, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't expect a laggardly. As someone sort. who's raised to recognize anti Jewish propaganda, I'm wary of any nose related media. <laughs> oh, yeah. Our next is Fiber Twig 2 Restoration of Magic Garden. What for Windows? Nice or Catch 'em for DOS. Catch him? Catch him. Did you say DOS? For DOS. Yes, I say DOS. <laughs> DOS. I say DOS. I say game FAQs. D disc operating yeah. system. What was, that, what was that fairy Fiber Twig, twig 2. <laughs> Restoration of Magic Garden. I mean, I didn't get enough with Fiber Twig 1, yeah. I gotta say. I like Fiber Twig 2. I'm just kidding. I don't know what it is. <laughs> It's an enchanting puzzle for the entire family. That sounds right. I love the entire family. It's sixty-seven percent no, off on Steam right now. What the? Yeah, this game's bonko. I'd play this game. I feel like this game's oh, a little bonko. This looks like a. Looks like Ebony. It looks or like the pipeworks or something like that. Yeah, it yeah, looks like Ebony, like Ebony pipeworks. But it's for the entire Come family. Come restore the magic garden, my lord. Uh, come play, my lord. My lord. <laughs> and and then what was the other one again? Sorry. Come, come play, play, my lord. Come play, my lord. <laughs> <laughs> Come play my laggardly sword. <laughs> uh, uh, the, other, the, the other game was Come catch play him. my laggardly sword. Come play my laggardly sword. <laughs> Come play my laggardly sword. 
God, come play my lord is maybe the best the the best uh, <laughs> product slogan since enjoy Coca-Cola. Seriously. It's just like I wonder how much money the people who made Ebony are worth. That's just like a dynamite story for somebody to write for some game journalism yeah. outlet. Write about what what is Ebony? What even is this game? Now you see all those ads where it's like pull the sword and like get the <laughs> the the the, the the, the water yeah. to, to turn the lava into rock, and it's like literally an ebony ad, and it's like that's not even in the game. Right. Yeah. Like, that's just so bonkers. There's a whole, uh, maybe I should do something about this. Maybe I'm thinking I just about pasted, it. The, uh, pasted the the cover for Catchem. I think y'all should take a look at it. Catchem for take, DOS? Just, yeah. Oh, you just take the, a look uh, at that. You're, you're, it, it, are you sure it's the one for DOS? Oh, that actually looks pretty I fresh. I think it would, it would it, be it pretty is. wild if the next action button review was just for Ebony. This, yeah, this catch-em game, there's a lot of intense eyeballs. I gotta say, um... Ape Escape ripped this the heck off, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of liking the, uh, <laughs> this is some the good extreme yeah. weirdo vibes of yeah, this I, thing. I, do you um, see the monkey eating a bunch of fruit out of a dog bowl labeled yeah. Monkey Bunch? <laughs> oh, Monkey Brunch. No, I think, I think. this is problematic. <laughs> I like oh, it. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, uh, come play. Come play my my come come my play my, my come play my laggardly sword. Uh, come, uh, uh, come play my unholy beast. Come play my ill-omened beast. Right. All right. So this. So is, which one are we going with? Are we I'm going, going with catch him. I'm going with catch him for now. Yeah, I would I, I would laggardly sort my uh, <laughs> ill-omened beast into into catch him into catch him right. at this point. Our next our next pair is. Nonsense Madness for Windows, or oh, very good. Ticket to Hollywood for Commodore 64. Mm. Nonsense Madness? That's right. Nonsense Madness is a pretty good name. Yeah. It is. It's got a lot Thanks of... Thanks for um, coming out tonight. We're Nonsense Madness. Yeah, it's like it, it sounds like a band name for like the kind of person who would say, uh, oh, that sounds like a good band name. Which is, and when it's like never a good band name, and then their music would sound exactly like you would expect it to. I think Nonsense Madness uh, may have some pl- problematic imagery in it, so. Uh, oh, does it? Let's, let's go with the other one. Nonsense Madness. I'm, I'm looking up Nonsense Madness. What's it got in it? It's just got like a. Uh oh. Guy with a feather in his hat, and then it's got a guy with a turban, and then it's got a like a, a sphinx with a big chin. It just kind of looks like. Yeah, this is it's uh. Not, it's, it's looking like we might be in some trouble. <laughs> it's less nonsense <laughs> madness, and it's more just uh, bad in a jokes. Zone. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking at nonsense madness as well. Oh yeah, the other one that wasn't nonsense madness was Ticket to Hollywood for the Commodore 64. That sounds that sounds fun. Ticket yeah. to Hollywood. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a it's a um, adventure game with a realistic style and kind of looks a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Like if if they made Seinfeld for the Commodore sixty four, this is what it would look I, like. I like I like it. I think that's Ticket to Hollywood. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's our winner. I, I mean, I was guessing. Uh, yeah, yeah, this seems right. Yeah, it gets my right. vote. Yeah, I would play it. Let's do it. It's an educational trivia game. Mm, so we'll learn something. Yeah, give me that. Sure. Yeah. Love to I, learn. I do have a lifetime long love of learning. Our next matchup is Gun Gun Pixies. Or Mind Sweeper. Mind, mind sweeper? sweeper? Gun Gun Pixies is for the Windows, and Mind Sweeper is for the iPhone. Uh, 
So Gun Gun Pixies is one of these like sexy twelve year old games. Uh oh. And let's see what Minesweeper is. Gun Gun Pixies. Gun Gun Pixies is also on the Nintendo Switch. It's a silly erotic game with a serious message about your health. Published three years ago on Kotaku.com. Gun Gun Pixies for the Nintendo Switch and PC is a third-person shooter platform starting your article with an with a B-verb sentence and a, with after a headline that has a B-verb in it. Come on. Justin B-verb. So it's Minesweeper from from what year? Oh, it's long gone. So it's it's not 20 it's not 20 the 2019 Minesweeper. Oh, I mean the, I uh, rolled it a while ago, so I don't know that date is missing. I just took down the console. Okay. Well, uh what console is The iPhone. Say? Oh, the iPhone. Okay, yeah, so mm. I'm looking at the right thing. Yeah, let's say this one. Whatever. All Looks right. fine. Yeah, this Gun Gun <laughs> yeah. Pixies, I'm just looking at it. Just a, a diagnosis of exclusion here, I would say. Yeah. Uh, the other one can't possibly be... Uh, All right, this is a good one. ...less stupid than this. Uh, Kabbalah's Outdoor Adventures for the PS2, or yeah. God Eater 2 Rage Burst for the PlayStation Vita. Uh, uh, I like God Eater. God yeah, Eater's cool. I had, I had uh, God Eater. I, mm-hmm. Um, but I actually recently did play uh, Cabela uh, for the PS2, and it kind of. So does that does that disqualify or super qualify me for answering this question? I think it question? super qualifies. I think it super qualifies. Personally, though, I don't like hunting. I'd rather eat a god. Mm-hmm. So I think it's got to be God Eater for me. Um, I mean, the the game is is pretty much just like, what if we did Monster Hunter? But I don't know. It's got some stuff to it. I don't agree with uh, Cabela's politics as a company. So. No. Yeah, they. I mean, I'm not necessarily saying I do either. Yeah, right. God Eater's all right. I I like uh, I like Code Vein better, and I don't like playing things on a on a handheld. I like playing things uh, on a handheld. I mean, Code Vein's not exactly the same thing. And uh, uh, Monster Hunter's good. Like whatever. I don't know. I mean, I I guess God Eater's what I would go yeah, for. I think that's our one. Uh, yeah. But I mean, you know, uh, Tiger Striker MP089 for Windows or Scrapbook Page for windows okay i'm just going based on the names yeah and i'm not sure (laughs) (laughs) thank you for that insight friend yeah i did it oh this is like well a scrapbook page is p-a-i-g Ooh, that's getting me a little more interested so it's a person who makes a scrapbook so one thing i've learned uh, somewhat recently is uh i personally do sit around uh championing the uh, I mean I spent the whole a whole year and a half making YouTube videos uh that hammer again and again upon the idea that we should have more video games that don't have violence in them that somebody needs to make a triple A the whole conclusion of my first season of videos is please somebody make a triple A game that uh doesn't have violence in it or whatever although I I did come to this realistic point where it's like most most games that you look you you look into the past and you try to find like a non-violent game that's going to be cool and then it's like oh they just a lot of them just really did suck and they missed a whole lot of memos so i don't know what scrapbook page is it's a hidden object game oh like man well there that you sounds, go that sounds good to me it's hidden Let's object hang game. out you know yeah. an fps is a hidden object game where the hidden object is just somebody's head and it keeps moving <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I have. That's uh, what it is, man. So little difference between a hidden object game and just Elden Ring is a hidden game. object game of the Lagrange. Oh yeah, Lord. dude. Yeah. yeah. The object is the ring. I mean, yeah, it's, it's hidden very well. Oh yeah. Elden Ring. Okay, our last one is Dead or Alive Six School Uniform Helena for Windows. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
or Cemetery Warrior 4 for Windows. Oh. Cemetery Warrior 4. Man, that's a close one. They got they got that far with the, with the uh, venerated Cemetery Warrior series. <laughs> yeah. Which Cemetery Warriors? Cemetery Warrior 4. Is that is that you're just uh is that is that is that a Dynasty Warriors game where you're just just fighting tombstones? Yes. <laughs> because that would be about as exciting as a, a regular Dynasty Warriors game. Am I right? Yeah. That's a joke. Dynasty Warriors games can be fun. The uh, In an Altered Beast, you you hit tombstones in the beginning. Shoot, I gotta say, this yeah. uh, Cemetery Warrior 4 is pretty pretty Turok-looking video. I think game. it looks cool. It actually looks kind of good. I'm guessing it's cool. <laughs> I just had more fun thinking about a Dynasty Warriors game where you're blowing up tombstones by swinging a spear at them. I think that's funny. Yeah. I feel like I should know about Cemetery, Cemetery Warrior 4. Yeah, I didn't know about it. Well, it's let's, a let's, fantastic uh, Doom-inspired first-person shooter survival game. Ah, it's got the survival in it. Uh, Brandon like Sheffield, a, a hater of stealth. Uh, uh, I mean, maybe you haven't played enough uh, AAA games that, that have survival mechanics, which uh, usually because a lot of those also have stealth. But... Yeah. Uh, Survival mechanics is... Uh, I mean, no, this game still looks like it owns, though. I'd play this. Survival mechanics infect games similarly to uh, stuff. Certainly. Uh, n- not just the crafting. You know, ooh, got yeah, a craft. I'm, I'm down for cemetery... I can't say it. Cemetery, cemetery Warrior. Warrior 4. Yeah. I thought it was Cemetery Warriors. Cemetery 4. Maybe there is. Cemetery Warriors is what they should have called it. Maybe that was the second one. The singularity of the warrior bothers me a little bit, but that's okay. I'd still play it. There's a Cemetery Warrior 5 as well, so if you want to catch up in time, you got to play Cemetery Warrior 4. Oh, yeah. Well, First. that's our lightning round. Who's got recommendations? Recommendathant. I just watched the movie Smithereens, which I hadn't seen before. It's from 1982. If you've ever been part of like a DIY music scene, um... It will feel very familiar. It's like, it's ultimately about someone who wants to make something of themselves, but winds up couch surfing or like getting, going across to whoever they think can help them out. Oh, they become a laggardly sword. (laughs) They become a laggardly sword. Laggardly sword. And it does all this without um, doing any kind of like, I don't know. I feel like most movies that do this kind of thing, they want to then have someone descend into heroin and die or something like that and it, do- it doesn't do that and it's a uh, i enjoyed it it made me think about stuff and it'll be familiar to anyone who's been in a in a large city i should say and been in one of those kinds of music scenes um it's pretty good and it's from the director i forget her name susan, susan somebody who, who uh who did, she wrote, directed um, desperately seeking susan desperately seeking susan i've seen this film it's a good film yeah, so uh, Smithereens, I recommend that. And then let's see, what else do I got? I got uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I heard who we have referred to as Brian Crescente say his own name for the first time in a video. Did you know about this? You said Crescenti? He says Crescenti. Ooh, like yeah. the Crusader. Crescenti. I did not know that. And uh, he just he just went out and said Crescenti. Huh. So, um, that's how it's pronounced. Crescenti. That's how it's pronounced. So now we know that. Yeah, well, yeah. Here's my last thing. Did you all know about this um, Tony Hacks? Have you heard about this? No. Who's that? So uh, no, it's it's Tony Hacks, H A X, and it is a um, it's a porno website. It's a <laughs> it's a hack basically for PlayStation games that uh. works on like eight or nine games so far that they've confirmed, and it was discovered like three or four years ago, and it's an exploit. 
specifically for PlayStation One, where like you can overrun if if there's like a name entry or other kinds of um, data entry where they don't check against the save data, then you can write your own code in there, and then you can create an exploit to play um, a burn of a That's game. Bonkers. If you if you have that save file, I love it because it's like who's needing this now <laughs> and also only specifically for like three tony hawk games and like cool borders and like two other things oh yeah cool borders is pretty good though dude yeah it is it's it's great so i recommend looking up tony hacks just because i think it's exciting that somebody decided to try to figure this out what if we already have every playstation one game ever though I know. I mean, like many people do, and that's why I think this yeah, is so that's, it's neat fun. and stupid. Because it's just like, why? Why does this exist? So give it a look, Tony Hacks. I'll smoke it. I'll see what's up with it. That's what I got. T Hacks. T Hacks. Oh wait, I have one more. Uh, June June Chikuma has a new album that's out now. Available. June now. Chikuma of Bomberman composer Ooh. fame, who is now uh, a world class uh, Afghan flute. The, the nay i think it's called um player anyway there's a album that she put out called the midas touch which is music that she did from like commercials and uh like industrial music type industrial like for industrial videos or whatever kind of things and it's all either vapor wavy or uh like loungy or future funk type stuff it's really good it's super listenable and i highly recommend okay that's all i have to say the midas touch yep midas touch is actually a curse everything you touch turns to gold yeah that sucks i don't know i don't see the downside i think it would be pretty cool you straight up die if you touch if you uh you you won't be able to eat yeah but everything you touch turns to gold i don't see anything wrong with this good joke (laughs) Uh, I'd wish for it. It's not, it's not, it's not, fu- it's not funny when it donkey actually happens. Donkey ears or no donkey It's not funny when it actually happens to you. Uh, I knew this guy Midas. <laughs> he's dead now. His daughter's dead. His daddy's dead. His mom, his mom is dead. His wife is dead. His dog is dead. It's not funny. It's, it's too bad. Man, can't touch your dog. That would be. Can't hug your baby boy. How, how, how can you wrestle if you can't touch your dog? His tooth, his toothpaste turned to gold. I have, my, like I, I have a recommendation, uh, which is don't shave with a, an electric razor. Makes sense. Because I got an electric razor thinking maybe they're okay. And they ain't. And because uh, I never, I habitually never used an electric razor because I knew them to be uh, uh, just, you know, for, for rubes, for idiots. And uh, <laughs> uh, I got one thinking, let's try it out maybe in the 20 years since I last tried one. Absolutely horrid experience. If you can avoid it, don't use one. Thank you. Uh, that's all I've got. I, I want to take it back. Does anybody want an electric razor? It's, uh, I bought the best possible one, thinking it would be good. And uh, I've switched right back to my Philips Norelco One Blade, which is an electric beard trimmer that can also be used to shave. And it's uh, it's doing me silky smooth. So that's I like those things. I've recommended those to many people. It's good for shaving. Chris Craft, you got anything? Um, Yeah. Um, I yeah, what do you got? What do you got? I watched, uh, I watched everything everywhere all at once. I, I laughed. I cried. Did you yell? I cheered. I yelled. Flash. Did you yell? I didn't yell. No. Um, oh, that sucks. What the heck? Yeah, yeah. I, I ate some food during it too. I think some loaded. What'd you fries. eat? Uh, loaded fries. 
Yeah. Did you go to Alamo Draft House? Uh, no, this is at Flix. You, you, uh, you loser. Flix Brew House. Flix Brew House. <laughs> I went to one of those in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I. The one thing I wish I'd done is burnt it down on the way out. <laughs> uh, but there were so many people inside, I didn't want to kill anybody. So. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's this whole element of like, are people allowed to yell fire when you set fire to the theater and? You don't want to put people in that predicament. Yeah, basically yeah. it wouldn't have worked out very well. One of the worst movie-going experiences I've ever had in my life. Maybe the second worst. No, mine, anyway, mine, mine was no, mine was uh, my experience there was good. I've had some I've had some bad ones uh lately as the theaters open. I've gone to a couple movies. I mean, people just aren't used to going outside, so they're just filling their diapers in the theater <laughs> and everything, <Seriously>? right? <laughs> People have forgotten how to how to interact. They, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, everybody. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what happened. And uh, I've I've been watching older episodes of the of the Simpsons as well. Uh, so anything between uh, season season two and eight right now is I consider old. That's the spot. Yeah, and um, oh, and I've been watching Dark on Netflix. I've never watched that, but it's got a wormhole in it. Oh, I love those. Yeah. You ever go in one of those, dude? <laughs> you ever check one of those out? Praise the wormhole. Oh, didn't expect laggardly wormhole. Try finger, try finger wormhole. Okay. Didn't expect wormedly hole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's all I've got. All right. I got some recommendations. I would like to recommend that if you're listening to this show on any platform where you can subscribe to or review podcasts, that you do that for us. It helps us a lot. You can also go to patreon.com slash insert credit where you could become a patron to submit your own topics, listen to monthly bonus episodes, and get other surprise exclusive content. You could also join our community at forums.insertcredit.com or follow us on Twitter at insertcredit or on YouTube mm-hmm. at youtube.com slash insert credit the show is edited by esper quinn <laughs> with music by kurt feldman i'm alex jaffe i'm tim rogers i'm brandon sheffield i'm chris graft so come play my laggardly sword Yes, come play my laggardly sword. <laughs> Didn't expect wormedly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the old, the old sci-fi uh, moviegoers. Uh, they're like, what's this movie? What are they going to do in space? And that's oh, I didn't expect wormedly old. <laughs> I didn't expect that. Nobody one. ever does.